back to another episode of the Deep Three Pod. I am Alexis, joined with Mikey and Nate. Um, this is our final episode for the season. Uh, we are going in. Um, today's episode, we have Golden State Warriors as the 2022 NBA final champions. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and recap, I guess, the last couple games and then get into... I know free agency hasn't started yet, but we're going to touch on that a little bit too. So let's just go right ahead and get started. Um, I feel like we left off on game two. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, let's recap. We can go ahead and start with game back to game three. Um, or just overall in general, how do you guys feel like the series was with Boston and the Warriors? experience against the inexperience you know I think that really kind of came out and, and showed the true colors Celtics I mean very young squad first time anybody on that team's made the finals uh against the history that we know which, what is the Golden State Warriors so um I just think they were prepared they knew how to handle the situation they got rid of the best player uh on the other team you know Tatum was not the Tatum we saw against Milwaukee and not against Miami either. So um, I think he's going to learn and grow from that. Part of that's probably the injury on his shoulder too. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked what I saw from the young Celtics team, but um, you know, when you got guys who have been there and are the status and you got the head coach that is Steve Kerr, who's probably, I, I think, you know, no doubt now, but it's the best coach coaching right now in the league um, and potentially could be the best ever. So, um, yeah, I think overall is finals that that experience came out and, and proved itself. I want to yeah. touch on real nah, the experience oh, definitely showed. No, you go, go, go crazy. Go crazy. No, go ahead. Because I was going to touch on game six, but you can go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, basically what Mikey said, though, inexperience versus the experience, and it's, like, I feel like I, I had always thought Golden State was going to win, personally, but, you know, I, I don't even think Boston should have been there, like, if you ask me, so that's how I feel about it. It was a fun finals to watch, though. I'm glad Steph got his finals MVP, and it's kind of, like, the one – Warriors ring that doesn't have an asterisk behind it. You don't got no KD. There's not like, you know, a Kevin Love, Kyrie player hurt on the other team, you know? So I know this one probably meant the most to them out of all the championships they won. What do you guys think it looks like for the Celtics moving forward for next season? I think they're in a good spot. Um, I think they're just, they need a point guard, you know, that's not Marcus Smart, even though Smart stepped in that role and he was a point guard in college and all that, but I just think they need a, like a true, true point guard. Marcus Smart likes to shoot. So uh, you could just kind of put him at the wing, uh, you know, the two spot and have him, you know, work his way around the arc. Uh, but yeah, I just, I think they need somebody. And then also I, I think, you know, with Tatum, again, if he's fully healthy next year, I mean, he, he was a force and, him not being able to drive to the basket, worrying about his shoulder and the contact, I, I think was a you know a critical reason why the Celtics weren't as you know dominant as they could have been. But I think going forward, they're, they're in a good spot. 
I think just like the Warriors, these two teams, they, they build through the draft real nice and through free agency and, and trades. So I think the Celtics are definitely going to be dangerous. And Ime, he got his first year of coaching experience out of the way. And the adjustments he was able to make throughout the whole entire playoffs, I think he's proven that, you know, he, he can go toe-to-toe with some of the best coaches in the league. So uh, I think the Celtics are going to be back. Maybe not next year, but, uh, you know, within the next couple of years, I think they'll be back in the finals and going for that trophy. Yeah, the Celtics, I mean, they'll be fine. And it's not, it's like the whole franchise, though, is just a winning franchise. Like when you look at some teams around the league, there's teams that are winning, just winning teams in general. Like you have like the Lakers and you have the Celtics and stuff like that. And then you have like other teams where it took a Michael Jordan to get them six, you know, where it took a certain player to get those. And it's kind of like they haven't done nothing since then. They haven't been really do too much before, you know what I'm saying? So the Celtics, I feel like the Celtics are going to be forever all right. They got good management, good coaching, good players on the team, good young players on the team. But I will say this is not like, you know, like five years ago, six years ago, where the league is super top heavy, where it's like a few super teams, you kind of know who's going to win. This one is tough. It's a tough loss on them because it's not like they're promised to get back there. Because it's, right. it's teams in the league, especially when everybody's healthy in both conferences, you know. Right. So they they got to they're, – they're set up really well. But like I said, it's a lot of good teams in this league, though. Do you guys see them getting this far again next year, or do you feel like this year was kind of like luck? I don't think it was I luck. Like this year. I don't think it was luck. I feel I like mean, Chris, Chris Middleton injury away from definitely not being there. <laughs> see, I think even if Chris Middleton was in that series, the Celtics would have been able to lock him up like they did everybody else. I mean, Giannis wasn't Giannis that whole series. Uh, they swept KD and Kyrie, who were healthy. Um, so in Miami, they took, you know, it, it took Jimmy Butler's a couple of games heroics, uh, to really give them a chance. So I, I think the Celtics will be fine defensively. I mean, that's just something that's not going away overnight. I think they're going to be elite defensively next year, like they were this year and they'll be better. Uh, I just think, you know, these guys progress every year. They're only 25, 24 years old and under, um, other than, you know, Al Horford basically and, and smart who's 28. I think they'll be fine, and these guys, these guys, these role players are just going to get better every year. Um, again, with Ime, Adoka, another year under him, he'll get this team ready, and I think they'll be back. Yeah. You think they'll be back to the finals? I think they'll be back to the conference finals, but it, it just depends on w- what the other teams look like next year How and, and who they get. Yeah. Wait, Mike, you said Boston will be back to the conference finals? I think so. I think so next year they will be. You said no, Nate. I could, no, I could, I could agree with conference finals. It's not finals. Finals. I could see them going to conference finals, but it, it's, it's a very – this is a tough conference, though. This is just a tough league. It's really hard to predict, though. Mm-hmm. It's not – it used to be so easy. You could just tell who was going. And now it's like you don't – you don't even know some of these teams that you think are going to be in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, it's tough. But, yeah, I can see conference finals, though. Yeah. Switching over to the Warriors real quick. I really like uh, Go ahead. 
I was just gonna say I really like Jalen Brown. Like I really like Jalen Brown. I like him a lot more than Jason Tatum. That's just that's just like a opinion, like personal preference type thing, though. I'm not saying he he is better or whatever. I just I like his game. Yeah. He just needs to learn how to dribble the damn ball. Yeah. I know. I feel like I was watching. I was watching the series sometimes, and like even just like the team in general was like either they were playing really great or they were turning it over so much. Like, and it was it wasn't like even great defense though. Like Warriors do play great defense, but it wasn't like it's was like simple things that they just turned the ball over. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh goodness. Yeah, I feel like Game Six was definitely their sloppiest um, game of the series. Even like fresh out of. Um, first quarter like they were just flapping the ball I feel like crying to the refs the whole entire game it was just you could tell the momentum from the beginning was just very like defeated um Mm -hmm. going over to the Warriors do you guys feel like I know a lot of people are now claiming stating that Steph is now the best point guard of all time does he have that title for you guys hell no no. Magic is still number Go one. Go crazy, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. So who's you guys' top five then? Does Steph at least get up in the top five now? Point oh, guard? Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in top yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got that. The top? Hell no. Crazy. <laughs> Not even – like, I don't even – that's dumb. See, but this is this is another thing I said on previous podcasts is people, especially people in sports, have such crazy, like, recency bias yeah. that it's like, bro, y'all don't even think – like, I don't know. Yeah, he's 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 up there. He's probably two for me, honestly. You got you said yeah. Johnson is one? Yeah, yeah Magic, I the Magic one. And I I don't know, I still put Isaiah mm. kind of a little Damn ahead of him. But w- with Steph, like is he he's not like a true point guard like those two are. You know, he's the best shooter to ever play the game. I mean, he could damn near be a shooting guard, but I, I think as far as like accolades and all that, yeah, he's a top three uh, point guard. But I think he's just—I mean, he's just the greatest shooter, the greatest, yeah, the guy that we've seen with three ball ever. And it's just—I almost feel like he's got his own like category in, in a way, because yeah. I just don't think it's fair to compare him compared to the other guys because he just does way different things than the other two do. Other point guards have you know their whole career. I mean, look at his career compared to Chris Paul, like, they're not the same. So, um, I, I, I do think those – even all-time players, I think Steph is easily top ten all-time too. But that's a different story. You said yeah, top two I think all Magic time. is, like, easily – he said top ten, like, for just players. Oh, top ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think Magic is easily – like above Steph on that list, like just that recency bias, bro. People, people are so stuck in the now, watching what happens now. They forget that Magic played center in the NBA Finals because what's the name got hurt, he scored forty two in a game in a uh, series clinching game. Like they forget stuff like that. They forget Magic is six nine and can play defense and can pass. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, Isaiah Thomas, the dude was like my height. Probably a little taller, but he had a heart, crazy heart. And as much as, like, you know, as Bulls fans, too, it's like we look at, like, those Pistons, like, you know how we look at them. Like, they were some – I can't say it, but you know. So, but the man had heart. He was a dog. Everybody, I feel like everybody's seen when he uh, – the game where he injured his ankle. 
don't know if he broke it or sprained it really bad. And he literally, like, hopped through the entire third and fourth quarter and killed everybody while doing it. Like, people just – people. a lot of people forget about the stuff that a lot of these older players have done. So, but, yeah, Steph's definitely a top two or three point guard. I like what Mikey said with Isaiah. So, but I think it's probably two for me. Where do you guys see the Warriors' future season headed? Do we see them back in uh, the finals? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I, I think they could easily repeat next year as long as everybody's healthy. I, it, it's crazy. Like, they're set up at least for next season to be able to repeat. Um, Looney, Iguodala, Otto Porter Jr., and then Delicia are the only four that are going to be free agents this offseason. And then, you know, you're going to get Wiseman back, hopefully. You know, he's only 19 years old. You got Kaminga, who's going to have a bigger role next year. He's, he's 18. And Moody, who's 19. You know, these guys just got some good playoff experience uh, between Moody and Kaminga. And Jordan Poole, you know, his contract's up when Wiggins' contract's up in 2023. So, I mean, I, I feel like if, if the Warriors can move Wiggins – and just to free up that cap space and then get some nice role players, I just – I think they're set up for, like, long-term, you know. You know, Draymond and Clay aren't free agents until 2024, so they got a nice two years with this main core um, to really do some damage, and it'll be fun to see. Like, I, I think the Warriors are – you know, and, and we all, we know they draft well no matter where they're at, and they're, they're smart. They're just smart in the front office and their decision-making. So I think without a doubt, and having Steve Kerr as your coach, without a doubt, they'll be back. Yeah, I could see him back. But I feel like it's the same thing as with Boston, though, is there's still a lot of good teams. And especially, you know, depending on where certain free agents land this offseason, it just kind of depends. And injuries is a big thing for them. Can they stay right. healthy? If they're healthy, though, yeah, I think. Yeah. If not, but I, yeah, not. like James Wiseman, Kaminga. I feel like Steve. I feel like Steve Kerr really. It's hard to say it do with so many championships has to prove some, but I feel like Steve Kerr really proved a lot with this championship specifically. And uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see him back though. I want to see Andre Iguodala get into like a coaching role though, like because yeah, he's playing day to come to it. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him as an assistant coach. Sure. You see how he was on off the bench in the finals talking to Andrew Wiggins and stuff like that. So I'd love to see something like that, but they, they definitely have a good chance to be right back in the finals. Like they have the last however many years, six of the last eight. So right. when healthy, like and that's yeah. the thing. I mean, they are there when they are healthy, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Health definitely plays a big factor. Um, free agency does not begin until June 30th, but we can go ahead and touch on that. I know we have a lot of big um, news around, or spectacle news around Kyrie, uh, James Harden, Bradley Beal, who else? Russell Westbrook. A lot of these players are entering free agency. Um, I guess we start with Kyrie. We were just talking about him before we got on. Where do you guys feel like Kyrie is going to land? What would be best for him? What team? I mean, where I would like to see him go is the Lakers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's if, you know, he doesn't take that player option, which I don't. I don't know. I mean, he could still very well do it if he's not going to get a $35 million contract anywhere else. But could he go next door to the Knicks? Like, that'd be interesting. I don't see the Clippers. That was another team out there or the Suns. I just, I don't think he fits 
either of those teams really um, in what they do. So those would be my two options if he doesn't stay in Brooklyn would be Lakers and Knicks. Yeah, I, I feel like all of the all the Lakers, all the LeBron fans want to see him back at or over in LA, back with LeBron. But I mean, I don't know. It to me is not like who is a good fit for Kyrie. It's like what team can handle Kyrie's like just right. who he is. Because that brings a lot of like BS into the locker room, mm-hmm. where you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of like who who can put up with that stuff and. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess really tough because I, I couldn't tell you a team where I would even want to see him on other than, like, I guess Brooklyn at this point. You could say Lakers, but our Lakers, you know, how first of all, how would they get rid of Westbrook? How are you going to – how would you even manage all that together? Well, I mean, if you, you get Kyrie in a free agency deal, uh, you know, if he opts out, I mean, then you could just sign him and hopefully, I don't know, trade Westbrook and whoever to us team that's just got cap space that doesn't mind taking his contract down for a year I think there's ways around it um unless you know Kyrie opts in just for a sign and trade or whatever and then that way there I mean you you pair Westbrook back with KD I know that's not really probably what KD wants um but yeah I mean I, I think there's ways ways that you can get rid of Westbrook's contract if you are able to get a Kyrie yeah, it's just, I don't. I'm not a fan. Where would of you guys see of Russell? Where I, would you get? Where would you see him? At home, on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> You're not winning no games, so I'm like, <laughs> it's not. I feel like no matter where you put him, it's not gonna make his team that much better. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not worth it. I feel like you can't. You're not gonna put him on a contending team, and he makes them so much better than when. Probably make them a little worse. If, if you put him on a lottery team, like why? Because he's not going. He's not going to bring y'all no success. Why would you just play what you've got, grow with them players, and then try to get a lower draft pick? Like, I don't know. Obviously, he's not going to be at home, but it's hard. It's hard. I don't know why they don't, they don't just buy out his contract and let him go. Like I don't. I don't see why they just don't do that. I, I mean, because. Again, if I'm Brooklyn, I definitely don't want to do that trade because you're going to have Westbrook and Simmons, two guys who can't shoot and who need the ball. So I think that's that's probably the only down the ball. But, yeah. Do you guys think LeBron – I hate to break it to Lakers fan. What? I was just about to say something about LeBron. I I hate to break it to Lakers fans, but I I, I feel like – I can almost guarantee it's going to be his last year in L.A. Almost guarantee because I don't see nothing that they do that's going to make them a contender. Like, I cannot yeah. – like, say they do trade Westbrook or something. But, like, who, who's going to take on his contract? I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like this is LeBron's last year in L.A., and they're going to have yeah. a lot of years where they, like, bottom of the barrel. But they got a championship out of so. Uh, you know, what was you gonna say, Lisa? Um, Do you guys feel like LeBron would want Russell over Kyrie? Do you feel like any part of him in back office is trying to, you know, orchestrate something where Russell is still a factor with the Lakers? Mm, I'll let Mikey go first on this one. 
I don't think so. No. No. No, I just. Yeah. That's all I got on it. <laughs> My thing is, I he had definitely, Brown would definitely choose three over Westbrook. I mean, he's played with both of them. He got championships with one, and he got no playoff appearance with the other one. I mean, it's a lot of other factors in that, but yeah. still, I mm-hmm. feel like Kyrie is just easier to play with than Westbrook. But I don't think I don't think like Brown would like be upfront and saying it though. If he if he wanted to do something about it, it would definitely be like kind of like a backdoor situation a little bit. Because if that if that doesn't end up happening, like say Brown came out saying like I'd love to play with Kyrie or something, obviously you're not gonna be playing with Kyrie and Westbrook. And mm-hmm. I think it might might cause some issues more than they already got in LA. But they can get Kyrie though and get rid of Westbrook. I think, you know, I mean, again, it all depends on AD. If AD and LeBron can stay healthy and Kyrie can be there for a full season too. But, uh, I mean, if those guys are healthy going into playoffs, that's a scary team to play, I think, in the West. What role players are you going to have on that team? That's true. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. And I don't trust, first, I don't trust AD's body at all. Like, at all. I don't see him playing over 60 games next season. Bron, I mean, I think Bron's safe. Bron has never really had no, like, I don't, he's been hurt a little bit, but I feel like he, he hasn't really been injured. He had the groin wounds where that's obviously hard to play through, but I don't think he's, like, actually been where he needed real time off other than the groin injury. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I can see it, but then you got like say Kyrie was there. You just never know him. He's like like Dennis Rodman but shows up less. Like I don't know. It's is I can't I don't like him, bro. I used to like him. I don't like him no more. I love his game, but it's so much that comes with that. Yeah. Okay, so what about James Harden? He is also um upper players option for next season. What do we see Sixers doing with him? I mean, isn't the so rumor still out there? That, yeah, he's going to accept it. But I think the rumor is that they're going to sign him the long-term contract. Oh, after what we see, continue to see from him. I just I don't see why you would want to keep Harden just based on the pro- production that he gives. Like it's not much. He's uh up and down. And again, you know, he he hasn't showed up in shape. He's he can want out of Philly tomorrow and not give you any heads up. So I don't know. It, it's tough when you're getting up there in age and a guy who hasn't really treated his body like some of these other athletes that you know are in 15 plus years in the league. So uh, I, if they resign, like, I think that's what they're going to do because they really don't have another choice. Um, it's just – that's going to be rough and, and tough to sell, I think, to MB long-term. Yeah, I – man, loves clubbing, so his body definitely is uh, out of it. I just – I wouldn't sign to no long-term contract. It's crazy. I feel like – like, he loves basketball, but I feel like he loves living life a little more. You know, so I wouldn't sign to a long-term contract. Yeah. Mm. 
Hey, shout out to John Wall for robbing the NBA of all that money, though. <laughs> for or the Rockets, forty-seven point seven million dollar player option. Crazy. Yeah, he definitely has been finessing the the NBA. He literally just comes to the game looking fresh. That's it. Sitting right. on the side. You muted, Mikey. So yeah, he's played ten or forty games in the last four seasons. <laughs> Or no, sorry, last three seasons, 40 games, and he's made $120 million. John Wall for you. He's making $3 million a I game. I need that basically. contract. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he got set up nice. That is crazy. At least with Westbrook, I mean, he's there for you every night. It's just <laughs> you'd much rather have the John Wall probably better off off the court. <laughs> yeah. He definitely finessed. Some of the free agents, though, we do have this summer. Um, our own Zach Levine, which I feel like everyone, I think he's going to sign Max with the Bulls. Um, we also have Jalen Brunson and then DeAndre Eaton. If they choose a new franchise, definitely could change the scenery. Do you guys feel like Brunson or Eaton will be? Um, Going to a new team. Brunson, no, but Aiton, yeah. I think Aiton's going to be out of Phoenix. I think the damage has been done. You even saw it in the post-game press conference from uh, mm-hmm. Monty Williams. Like, it's internal. It's internal why he's struggling. And um, I just – I think since management didn't offer him the contract in the beginning of the season, he kind of – I mean, he played decent. But, again, like, come playoffs, I just – I don't think – DeAndre, I think they're better off without him anyway as far as, you know, his impact on the floor. I think you can get somebody else in there that, I don't know. I I, I know I probably, I know I've said it before and mean, but call him soft because, like, he is kind of one of the softest big men who play. Like, he should be – he should have been out there dominating in the post against Dallas. I, I mean, they, they had nobody that can match up with him, and – he just he doesn't take over games like he should, and he, he's supposed to be the second option behind Booker because obviously Chris Paul. We saw what happened, and he's at his age that he is. You, you got to be able to rely on somebody your number two option a little more, and I don't think the Phoenix Suns were able to do that. Yeah, I agree with both the things Mike you said. I think Aiden's probably going. Brunson Brunson will probably stay. He definitely boosted his uh his uh what is the word I'm looking for? Can't think of the word. He definitely gonna make more money than what he did if he uh signed that extension during the season though, because he's he's balling a little bit in the playoffs. I feel like if they all learn how to play a little more well together, then everybody will play better. Cause I feel like it's a little like Luca being ball dominant in Dallas, you know, but. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's nothing wrong, nothing worse than a soft big man, bro. You're seven feet tall and you're scared to elbow somebody in the jaw. Can't can't do it, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Where do you guys see um Aiton going? I don't know if you said that already. I'm sorry, but where do you guys see him landing? I feel like I had to see where some of these other pieces go first. I got I kinda gotta see how, how certain players move around before I could like tell you who I think he's gonna go to. Yeah, Atlanta would be my first guess. Atlanta, 
um, or even Dallas maybe. Uh, one of those two spots would be my top choices where I, I think he might go. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to just see kind of what's going on first. Probably Atlanta, but I'd probably just see. Yeah. I do want to um, – we have some ro- rookie um, contract extensions that I do know – the ones that I know that are eligible for it, Ja and then Zion. I know Zion hasn't played – he didn't play all last season. He only played 85 games throughout his first three seasons. Um, do you guys feel like the Pelicans are going to reach that max contract with Zion, or do you see him going somewhere else? I think they'll probably they'll probably end up reaching it. I don't know at all. I mean, it's the Pelicans. You might as well use a small market team. You might as well throw your money at somebody who has really good potential instead of being sick when you let them leave and they sign somewhere else and then they end up being great. I'm not saying he will, they won't, but if I like, if nobody wants to go live in New Orleans, nobody wants to go, there's not a like huge free agent signings to New Orleans. So, uh, if you could extend them, I'll just extend them while you can to hope for the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think they have to. I mean, when he's on the floor and it, the, his age and when he's on the floor, like you saw how dominant he was. And it looked like he was ready to come back and play at the end of this season. But I don't know if that's the franchise holding him back or what. So, I mean, the, the non-game, like the games that he hasn't played, yeah, that's a big concern. But a lot of it does have to do with the Pelicans and how much they've been babying him throughout this whole, like throughout his whole entire career. I remember he, he, he got hurt his rookie season and they held him out more than half a year just to, you know, be safe because they knew they weren't going to win. So I don't know. A lot of that's on the franchise. I think you have to sign him as, as at least, you know, for his first contract because there's so much potential. I mean, he can be, you know, everybody's comparing like baby Shaq, next Shaq. So uh, I think if I'm the Pelicans, I, I have to, because I don't want to risk seeing him do what he has done when he's on the court somewhere else. Facts. We get that man on the diet wherever he ends up. Get him on a diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lose he a little bit a of weight. Yeah, he's a big kid. Yeah. He, he, just, he reminds me of like when Charles Barkley first came in. I mean, I wasn't alive, but. I've heard stories when Charles Barkley first came in and he was way overweight. And I think he said, Charles told a story about like Moses Malone told him like, bro, you are fat, bro. Like you got to slim up and you can kill everybody. As Zion, especially with a foot injury already. Slim up, get that body right. You got years after the league to eat. Yeah. Well, as free agency um, continues, we will definitely have those updates, keep everyone updated. One thing I do want to get you guys input on that I heard, obviously it's not final, but recently LeBron was asked if he could play for another team, who would it be? And he said Golden State. How do you guys feel like that would be if Bron joined Steph, Poole, Green, everybody in Golden State? I'm going to let Mikey go first. I mean, me personally, I would love it. I would love to see him from Golden State, um, but I think that would that would just cause a lot of backlash on his career. Unless Golden State goes out there this year or next season, you know, a couple of injuries, and they're terrible, 
and then he comes and, and then wins one after, you know, they were bad. But um, I don't know. I personally, as a basketball fan, would love to see it. Uh, I just don't think, like, contract-wise, that would work out. Even if Bron were to get the veteran minimum, I think they just they don't have enough cap space. Um, they're already like crazy over the cap now in luxury tax. I think w- with everybody they got now. So uh, if you add LeBron, you know you're gonna have to get rid of some key guys. And I don't know if they want to do that just to have you know LeBron for LeBron. two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. As a basketball fan, I would hate to see that. Like, bro, like no. First of all, I would love it. Just cut the teaming out, teaming up stuff out. Like, we get it, we get it. They win a lot over there. That does not mean yeah. you got to go play with them. I know that. I know he likes to, you know, make super teams and be with all the other superstars so he could win. You know, so he could uh, get some championships like Jordan did. But like, why? Like, they coming off a championship. Nobody wants to see you jump on a team. We want to see somebody battle them. Like, if you're going to go somewhere, I don't even know. I, I, I don't even know where I want to go. Like, just stay at LA. Stay put. Hope AD stays healthy. Something. Don't go to Golden State. Wherever you go, don't go to Golden State. Mess up. They bought for it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, last thing. I guess I want to touch on um, Kevin Durant. I feel like we we did touch on him a little bit. He's been radio silent since his Warriors win, given that he was last on their team, 2017. How do you guys feel like he is feeling now, and what type of KD do you think we're going to see next season? I don't know. I feel like every time I hear anything about KD's into it on Twitter with somebody or Instagram <laughs> with Charles Barkley or something, go, go let your game do the talking. And then when your career is all said and done like them, then do all the, do whatever you want to do. I just feel like he just, I don't know. Same thing with like John Moran. I just feel like they, they are on the internet so much. And with like KD, like, bro, you got swept in the first round. Like, and you had Kyrie. Just, I don't know. Come back next season. You better start hooping next season because you talk too much. Same stuff with John Morant, though. I love John, too, though, but... No, John definitely has those little Twitter do. fingers. Yeah, he does a lot of talking. You can, you can tell the young. <laughs> yeah. I, I How do you think I he's going to come Katie, I think he'll come out balling, but uh, it just, again, it depends on that Ben Simmons you know, situation. Is he going to be available? Is he going to play next year at the beginning of the year? Is he going to be there all year? Um, I think because defensively that helps to which, you know, KD doesn't have to exert himself. You know, he ain't the defensive player he was in Golden State, uh, you know, due to age and all that. But I, I still think KD can at least be, you know, a great defender, you know, not an elite, but he can still be a great defender out there uh, alongside Simmons and, I think that just opens things up. And when you got a guy like Simmons who can get to the rack, bounce it out to KD, wherever KD's at, and just create more space and open shots for him. So I think KD will be fine. He's still one of the best players in the world right now. So I think he'll be okay next year. Well, anything else you guys want to add? 
all I got so far. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us this season. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Nate. Um, and we will see you guys next season on Deep Three Pod. Peace.